The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. This is an ad-supported version from our partners at Bet Online and Manscaped, of which you will hear commercials throughout this broadcast. If you would prefer to hear a commercial-free version of the Sun Ranto Show every time the Sun Ranto Show is released, well, then you go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. You'll never hear another commercial again. Okay? So, uh... Check that out, and uh, here's the show. Cody blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Boutros Golly. Michael. Happy schedule day, everybody. It's Cubs schedule day. Hooray. How's it going, everybody? Uh, it's hot. going. And uh, people are stupid and <laughs> it's schedule, schedules are dumb. And I don't know. The world kind of fucking sucks. But but I'm excited as fuck to be here with you guys because I haven't talked to anybody in two days. <laughs> Going a little stir crazy out there. Well, uh, let me play your song. Maybe that'll excite you. And of course, uh, up there, he's in Chicago, not in uh, Wisconsin right now. I could tell by the the uh, bookshelf in the background and the flag. Creepy crawlies hiding under rocks and creepy crawlies living in a tree. How you doing, Crawley? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, you forget, you know, when, when all of a sudden, you know, we've been on this weird baseball list life for the last couple of months. Like today, it was like, I felt like that little cat meme where I'm trying to keep up with every goddamn thing that's happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it is kind of crazy to see that schedule come out and, you know, it, it was and it started for me last friday and we're, we're going to talk about it later in the show i've got a bunch of pictures crawley and i we, we did a little broadcast from ball hawk corner it was the first day of practice the, the balls were flying out at least three or four balls came out to ball hawk corner there in left field uh, i know that one flew out of right field too so it was interesting we could hear the crack of the bat in wrigleyville again and instead of being like particularly excited I just felt really strange. And that has not changed. Like today was more strangest. I'm like, oh, here comes a schedule. That's kind of weird. So we're going to get into the schedule. We got lots to say about it. I'm sure. Um, 
We also are going to, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, Chris Bryant talks a little bit today. We're going to talk about the pitching rotation because, uh, oh man, Jose Quintana, he happened to uh, slice his finger in half. So that's not a good start to things either. And of course, we got a bunch of TFCs to round things off at the end and give you the stupidest crap on the internet uh, for our entertainment and your entertainment, hopefully too. And um, in the but let's start with a few announcements. I, I guess uh, I, I did want to start. Well, actually, let's start with Crawley. Why don't you sell some T-shirts? Sell us. Some All right, t-shirts. we do have our Pat Hughes T-shirts. Uh, Pat Hughes getting back to work soon. And who knows if games are going to be played at Wrigley and fans yeah, are allowed. But if they shirt. are allowed in, you definitely want to get a Pat Hughes t-shirt. They are comfortable. They have all of Pat's famous sayings. So that ball's got a chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. They're all there. And you can get them at uh, Crawley's Clubhouse, the Pat Hughes collection. There it so, is. Uh, you know, Pat has given us a lot of feedback on these. He helps us out with them. So if you're a big Pat Virgil Hughes fan, then you definitely want to get on the Pat Hughes collection at crawleysclubhouse.com. Or you can go to Crawley's Clubhouse on Facebook and get your T-shirt. I know some people already watching this have the T-shirt. They love it. They wear it. And it's great. It is. It is. It's a very comfortable shirt. It. You know what's weird about T-shirts when they come in the mail these days? I don't know if you guys have noticed this. But uh, it, it, that shirts smell weird. They've got some weird chemically smell. They all do. It's not just the Crawley's Clubhouse shirts. Every manufactured shirt has a weird chemically smell nowadays. Mine, yeah. mine don't smell like that. It, it's weird. They they come very crumpled. And in fact, I've seen the Amazon guy taking it off as he's coming up the steps. It's fucked up. Like it smells <laughs> yeah, like Amazon, Amazon guy. Yeah, and in Iowa, those Amazon guys. Oh, and it's been humid. It's not a good smell. But no, I do enjoy the Pat Hughes shirts, and like that's that's a unique shirt. I like any kind of shirt that's uh, you know something that not everybody has because you know most everybody just got you know jerseys on or jerseys and stuff. But you know this is a this is a unique one. Uh, and uh, one thing I wanted to uh, this is some sad news, and not to go off of something happy like awesome T-shirts is something sad. But I, I did want to take a moment at the beginning of the show to tell everybody they should join on Facebook the Mike Leonard condolences Jersey. Uh, it's a place that we kind of just take care of each other. It's a, like a private Facebook group. And, um, you know, we've had, you know, we're all in our forties. So we have parents of a certain age. I'm, I'm down a father, you know, my father died years ago. And anyway, I just wanted to say that we've had a couple deaths recently within our Cubs fan family of, of, uh, of, of a father. And here's my good friend. This is, uh, my my good friends Rob LaFriends, but his father also named Rob LaFriends. He died, and and I just wanted to kind of point that out. That and we did something nice. We uh, donated a hundred bucks to uh, JDRF for um, Rob's dad, and also we did uh, uh, something for my friend Carl Craddock's dad that died recently. We get sent him a Ryan Sandberg T-shirt. We also um, donated to a uh, animal shelter that's actually up in Wisconsin, so that was close to their heart. Ryan Tomer's dad. We've had a few deaths. And so I just wanted to point out that, you know, before I kind of get lost in the shuffle, just want to acknowledge that I know people are going through a lot of things right now, including, you know, losing parents and stuff like that. So before, you know, this whole season kicks off and everything, I just kind of want to say, why doesn't everybody go join that Facebook page? I know it's a great place. We take care of each other. People donate to each other. Uh, it's, I know it's a beautiful thing. We've done things for Andy, uh, 
Cruz Vanasek, who's who lost her father. We, you know, it's a place we take care of each other. So just go there. I won't belabor the point anymore. Mike Leonard, condolences, Jersey. I will post it around. It's I've already gone. Group. I've put it on the comment section also, as of right yeah, now. Yeah, where where are we at on uh, on funding for the? We're good. Group. We get we got like hundred forty bucks right now, which okay. is bad luck <laughs> because every time we have money in the kitty, somebody dies. Every single time, it's not good. So, so uh, Danny, what's going on with uh, John Baker Day? All right. right now? Here's the news. Like, we we couldn't really have any news until the schedule came out with times. That happened four minutes ago. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so everything is set in stone now. I, I We're did. coming I was, out right this second. We'll tell you everything. I was actually texting <laughs> with Baker right before it started, and he sent me some great videos from my eyes only of you, Darvish, pitching and Josh Fegley and Victor Caratini catching and Javi hitting one line. He said, I can't put this out there. I'm sorry about that. It's, I'm, uh, but um, anyway, we, we were talking about it, and all this, and we're going to get to the schedule. All the Saturday games are at night. So that, is really changes how it is. Do we do it on Sunday? Do we do it in the morning? What kind of show are we going to have? We need to figure that out. But I, and so, but I did figure this out and what I'm going to do and sorry to the uh, radio listeners uh, that are listening to the podcast version of this on, on your radio. Yeah. Get into 69.69. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to screen share this and we're going to do, uh, I've got the John Baker Day store, and I worked on this the other day, okay? So we have the great logo that was built by Kurt of I, of the Ivy Envy podcast, and this is the John Baker Day blue in the, in the, in the um, John Baker Day store. So I'm going to share this on the Ranters page. I'm going to share this on the Sun Ranto main page. I'm going to share this on Twitter a whole bunch, but what – the, this is a spread shot shirt shop. Say that 10 times fast. And uh, what I have is a, a Baker day blue logo and a Baker day white logo. This is the blue one. And what you can do is you can shop by, you can see over here, men, you can buy hoodies, you can buy shirts in different colors and styles. And it's all going to have this blue logo on it. Okay. Uh, if you want a, uh, if, and let's say you don't like the blue one and you'd rather have a, one that's white. So let, let me show you this. I'm going to stop this screen share. I'm going to show you the white one. Okay. Uh, wait, I didn't do it. One second. Share the white screen. And it is here. Okay. So here it is in white. And in this, you can buy bags. Look at this. Uh, a John Baker Day uh, uh like a bag, uh, I don't know what kind of a cinch bag they call it. Different shirts, kit. You can shop by men. You could shop by uh, women. You could shop by accessories. So it, you you can even buy baby onesies. And uh, all that money goes all these different to, hoodies. An all apron. that money goes directly to our pockets, right, Danny? Yeah, uh, directly to my pocket, so I can buy <laughs> meth. And get really wasted, <laughs> run out into the streets. And uh, no, what we're trying to do is raise money for a Black Lives Matter charity. And we've been looking for different different ones and how we're exactly going to do that. But I also found this, uh, and this is not set in stone yet at all, but I found this really cool uh, website called Lost Boys. And they are a 
a youth baseball league here in Chicago. And this guy, he's from this neighborhood and his name is Levante. And he started basically a little league for kids that can't afford it. So they have softball, they have baseball, uh, youth in, for ages uh, four through 18 for baseball and softball for boys and girls, and also a youth leadership program for kids uh, age 15 through young adult, age 24. And Levante's from the neighborhood. He saw a lot of kids just kind of doing what he did was just like basically being a criminal. And he said, you know, these kids need to have something else to do with their time. So I've been back and forth uh, a little bit. We're playing phone tag right now is basically where we're at. As you can imagine, with everything that's happened this year, we're a little bit behind as to how John Baker Day is going to go. So we're not really to set it really ready to set a date yet. It's going to be sometime in August because I didn't see any other date in September that would work. Um, so and, you know, who knows if we make it to September. But we're going to do something. And um, in the meantime, all the money we raise from any John Baker Day gear that you just saw on those two different websites, on uh, the John Baker Day blue or the John Baker Day white on the spread shirt shop, all that money is going to go to help probably a local Black Lives Matter charity. And it could be included in that this Lost Boys program. Pardon the interruption, but this episode of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. And you might have noticed that sports, including baseball, is beginning to return. Well, so does your chance to bet on baseball with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. You got UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, and the EPL in full swing. Now, there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, and UFC happening every day for you to watch and wager on. Now, as the MLB, NBA, and NFL near a return, Bet Online has futures odds on everything you can imagine season win totals, division odds, and championship odds. Make sure to visit betonline.ag on your computer or on your mobile device and join now and receive your free welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag and we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto show, which uh, you're going to start listening to again right now. So we're working on it, but um, thank you very much for all your support over the years and uh, bear with us as we uh, pardon our dust, as they say, and uh, we're going to get something done. So I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. John's really excited about it. And I hope you guys all participate and make it a success like you have every single year in the past. So speaking of getting that. things done, speaking of getting things done, a few minutes ago, like you said, the Cubs have released, not the Cubs, MLB has released the schedule for 2020. So it, it seemed like this was never going to happen, but we actually have the schedule. And so that was, you know, I want to give the tip of the hat to Real Cubs Insider. They broke it this morning, probably about, I think, eight, nine o'clock or something. And uh, they were the first to really kind of have it up. Uh, For those of you that didn't see it, you know, it starts obviously July 24th versus the Brewers. Dumb. And then you can see it, it goes all the way July, a lot of games. I'm sorry, August, a lot of games. And then in September here. So as we're kind of taking a look at all of these things here, the schedule that we're kind of looking at is that you have 60 games in 66 days, okay? They also just announced that there's going to be three preseason exhibition games. 
They're going to be playing July 19th versus the White Sox at Wrigley. July 20th at the G-Spot, playing the White Sox 7.05. And then July 22nd, they're traveling to Minnesota at 6.05. Now, uh, as far as that's Cub, the Cubs spent all this time trying to get the marquee network. Cue the marquee network drop. The, I'm looking uh, for Jose. So, <laughs> marquee network. I'm looking for Jose. I'm Jose's, looking for Jose. Jose's not on marquee network, but the poor Cubs, they get the marquee, marquee network. <laughs> the Cubs get the marquee network up and running and they're blacked out from their home opener because it's going to be on ESPN, ESPN. on July 24, 605. And they're also going to be br- uh, blacked out the second game, which is going to be against the Brewers at 1 p.m. on Fox. So, you know, we thought we would talk a little bit about the schedule. You know, there, there, like I said, there's a, a lot to kind of take a look at when you look at the schedule. Uh, Danny, you want to take the first 20 games? Well, I mean, well, let me start with the uh, the idea of the fact that we're opening against the Brewers, uh, which seems stupid. You know, you've got the White Sox already in town. You know why? You know, I know the Brewers aren't far away, but can I just start with the idea that this would have been just kind of like a hit it out of the park sort of crosstown classic start the season. Let's go. This is weird baseball. And instead they have us end versus the White Sox, which really kind of takes away the idea that the last games of the season will be against a division rival where those games matter like, you know, a hell of a lot more, almost like two games. So you're playing an American League team to end the season. doesn't make much sense to me. And I know there's a lot of like, you know, hoops they got to jump through to make a schedule, but that seemed like, you know, just kind of a swing swing and a miss right away. But you open with the Brewers, so you kind of see what you got right away because that's going to be one of the teams that you're going to need to beat. It's going to be the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Reds. It's really a a play each other to even situation again, most likely. Or who doesn't get COVID the most? I think it's really what it comes down to. Uh, Four versus the Reds. Uh, So you're going to see what you have in the first eight games. If you go two and six, you're kind of screwed right out of the gate. Now, you can make that up by going six and two against those teams the next time you play them, but you don't have a lot of opportunity to do damage. Uh, You're played half your games within the first eight games of the season against two of the division rivals who, you know, are going to be right there at the end of the season. Um, Then you got some gimme games, Uh, pirates. You don't beat them. You're there's no way you're going to make it. The Royals, you got to beat them too. Uh, And then you've got, then you finally see the Cardinals, and you got three versus them and two versus the Indians. Now, can we just take, can we bring up this shot of the uh, July games here? Okay. So you got three versus the Brewers. Now, if you're trying to cut down on travel, you got three at home versus the Brewers. Then you leave right away. So first of all, now you've created an incredibly short homestand. Dumb. Then let's, let's move into August. Uh, you, uh, Stay out there. Uh, then you come back home right away. You've got the Pirates and the Royals. For the dumbest situation I've ever seen in my life, two at home versus Kansas City, and then two on the road versus Kansas City. Now, uh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen because now you haven't cut down on travel at all. So what they should have done is you have four games against Kansas City at home, 
And then maybe you have four games on the road against a team like Detroit, you know, so that you split it up that way. And that's how you cut down on travel when you're making a schedule, not this garbage way where you're doing a two game quote unquote series, which is really known as a set in my opinion. Right. Like the whole thing is dumb. I'm like, you only want to minimize travel, but Hey, let's just have two games against this team and two games against that team. An eight hours or an hour flight away, eight hour drive, hour, hour long flight in Kansas city. It just makes no sense. Well, what, what they're thinking about though, is that they can, uh, you know, the teams can stay together and fly in the same plane, you know, because they figure uh, if if they're giving each other COVID anyway, at no. least they can travel together. Well, but that no, that's bad. They're not even they're supposed to be socially distanced on like I'm, the, hey. I, know, I know you're kidding. I know you're being <laughs> prestigious, but like that, none of that made any sense to me how that how that all worked. And then uh, I know what else. Uh, and then, you know, once again, the first 20 games ends with the Indians for two, you know, and then you're back home against the Brewers. Like that makes no sense to me. You're not uh, really cutting off uh, travel days. And then if you look at it this way too, you're looking at all of August here. You have six off days, the entire season. Three of them are in August and two of them. Well, we'll get to September. Yeah, I know well, that we're going to split this up a little bit, but actually, I'm just saying. Danny, I was going to ask you about that. Like, cause you had the first 20 games there and you're talking about them. They have 17 games before they get a day off. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, I mean, what else are they doing? Just well, I mean, COVID tested. Yeah. Right. The first day off is August 10th. Yeah. It, so, they, they, so They've got 17 straight games, which in any season, 17 straight games is a pretty good stretch with no days off. But now this is the 2020 COVID season where they don't have a lot of like they haven't geared up for this that much. And now they're jumping straight in there with these games and uh, they don't have any climate control. I mean, none of these games are going to be cool. Right. So the thing that you're taking a look at a couple different things here is is this is where the depth of a team is going to be tested. The, the, obviously, you know, um, when you talk about the travel, uh, they're, they're going to have to, like I said, within the central, it's a lot better than some of the teams in the East or even in the West, they have it a lot worse, but, uh, as far as the travel is concerned, they're going to have to do it. And then they're going to have to, uh, they're the depth of the team and the bench is going to matter. And they talked about the pitching, how you want to kind of take a look at it as almost having seven or eight starters, multiple bullpen guys that can throw three to four innings. So this is all going to be tested early on but the the teams that to me that I'm watching more than anything are going to be the Reds and the White Sox because I don't know what you have in those both of those teams to me remind me a lot of the 2015 Cubs where there's a lot of young talent some good veteran players on there and they they, they they're teams that have struggled for the last few years and now they look poised to break out the Cubs have struggled against the Reds the last couple of years the White Sox, I mean, I, I hate to, I will be the first to say I hate to say it, but they look like a really they, they look like a team that this young that this shortened schedule can help. And and it, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see. And and the thing that scares me the most is, you know or hurt. Right. The thing that scares me the most is just you just don't have a lot of margin for error. You any any kind of any kind of slumps, any prolonged slumps, and you're pretty much done. That takes us kind of the middle 20 games, Michael. You want to break those down for us? 
Um, sure. I don't know what I'm going to really say about them that much. Uh, let's see. We've got the the three with the Cardinals. That second day off, which is what seven days a week later, you know, so they're getting some days off early. Then they go to the White Sox. Uh, the interesting thing with the Cardinals is they only go to St. Louis one time this year. The Cardinals come up to Chicago twice for seven games. Uh, the other weird thing. Yeah, they, I didn't mention how stupid that is. Yeah. The other weird thing is also that they're doing a um, like a seven and three sort of split with a lot of these games rather than trying to do five in Chicago, five in St. Louis, five in Cincinnati sort of a deal uh, because well, that's we, the other thing they should have done, right? Yeah. The Cubs are going five, to Cincinnati you know, twice, right? And Cincinnati only goes to Chicago once, I think. Right. So the way that it exactly. looks right now is that the Cubs play three games in both St. Louis and Milwaukee and St. Louis and Milwaukee play seven at Wrigley. And for the Cubs is vice versa with the Reds and the Pirates. So the Reds and the Pirates play three games at Wrigley and the Cubs play seven games at in Cincinnati and in Pittsburgh. Right. So it's, yeah. it's back to this sort of an unbalanced schedule. This is, this is their version of the unbalanced schedule is who you're playing at home and away and all that stuff. Now, uh, so I don't know. It's, it's nice that we're getting the Cardinals twice and only have to go to St. Louis once. Uh, I think that's a bonus, honestly, but oh, it, it, it is a bonus. I mean, it, it is a, it could be, it, I mean, there's no fans, be. you know, that, there's, that's, there's thing. no fans, but just not, I mean, travel is always, I mean, travel is travel, no matter what you're going to do this season it's going right. to be worse but i don't know i don't so know i'd me, rather i'd rather travel to pittsburgh a couple of times or cincinnati a couple of times more so than st louis is basically Absolutely. what i'm saying and then when we take a look at the final 20 games and when you look at september you got this stretch right here where you do have a whole bunch of nl central teams at the beginning of the month, but the second half of the month are all a almost all AL Central teams. So you have Pittsburgh to start off, then the Cardinals, then Cincy, uh, then you go to Milwaukee, and then after that you get the off day of the fourteenth and another one on the seventeenth. Yeah, you, you get a you get a, a weekend set with two off days or some shit like against yeah. yeah. Now, right. meanwhile, one one interesting thing is you're kind of home that whole time. You're home from the fourth of September and you can kind of count Milwaukee as a home game. Like they could stay at home in Chicago and just drive up for the games. I right. would imagine. And, the, and not stay in a hotel. And so they're kind of home all the way from the fourth through the 20th. So that's on o- over a two week stretch before now they, they go finished, back out on the road. The, they finished the season against the Indians, the twins, then you got four Pittsburgh and three with the Sox. So you were talking earlier starting off with the Sox, but you know who knows what happens, the Cubs or the Sox, because of how short this season's going to be, either one of them could actually play spoil the other. And so that's another thing to kind of keep in mind when you're taking a look at it. Now, one thing that's interesting, this graphic was shown a little bit earlier, I was making the round on Twitter's here. The, so the miles traveled. Yeah, these are the actually doesn't have it that bad. If you look at this graphic right here, where it talks about team and the miles traveled, the Cubs are really near the bottom of the list there, where, where they have 
trying to see if I can get that banner off there, but uh, oh, I see. the Cubs oh, the are really blocking it. <laughs> so let's let's knock the banner out yeah, here. Yeah, banner's gone. All right. So you can slight, see the right slight difference between the Cubs and the Brewers. But if you look here, most of these teams are all in the central that are traveling the least amount of miles. Yeah, because they have the most teams in a smaller area. The right. east has, you know, has those like the Florida teams and the Georgia teams playing against the New Toronto York. teams yeah. in New York, Boston, that type of stuff. Up so those down, are going to yeah. be slightly longer. I'm really surprised that the Mariners aren't the number one team and the Rockies the number two team because they, they're the two teams that are out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Nobody's near them. You know, Rangers, and, too. That's like Astros are so far south and the Rangers being in Texas and there's not really any teams around them either. And they got to go all the way to the West Coast. Yeah, so it is Rangers and Astros are the top two teams. And apparently that's just because they have to – they must be sending them up to – like both of those teams, maybe they got the uh, two trips to Seattle or something. Right. <laughs> and so you could see for the Cubs, it's going to be in, and the Brewers. I don't think that whatever, like a hundred is going to be miles is that big of a difference between the Cubs and the Brewers. But, but for the Cubs, you know, hopefully they take advantage of that. We know that the Cubs were not a good road team last year, but again, all that shit doesn't matter this year because this is really like nothing we've ever experienced before. I don't think Cubs. anything matters from before. <laughs> like period no, this, end of story <laughs> this is an absolute anomaly of a year there's nothing we're going to be able to do that's going to predict anything and then i've been over here i've been trying to look for the predictions which i could find them everywhere last week but this week uh, i can't find them but they have like the entire central and i wanted to look at it again and see what it looked like versus how this schedule plays out but the entire uh Central is supposed to be, you know, within three games of each other. Right. They're, they're, know, they're, they're, right. It's, it could be, it's anyone's division, to be honest. It really is a coin flip at this point. And it's really weird when they're only playing, they're playing the AL Central teams as well. And so it feels like they're, and they're doing it so often, it feels like they're all in one division. And it's going to be weird at the end when they decide to separate this out and create playoffs. So for topic number two, we're looking at Cubs uh, scrimmages. The Cubs actually played a couple scrimmage games. And was I the only one wondering why it wasn't on marquee? Like this whole time, the one thing that we wanted more than anything was our own network to show whatever we wanted to have on there. And we finally actually have some scrimmage games, which doesn't really mean shit, but at least it's something. And it's not on marquee. Right. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. What, what a fail that is, you know. Uh, and I was, I was saying uh, last, last night I was at, talking to my mom and uh, she was asking if she could get marquee network. She cannot. And, you know, she said, well, can I still listen to it on the radio? I said, yeah, you can. And she's like, well, that's fine. I'll just do that. So they better be careful because like some some old people might just be done. Like once it's a new channel and a new thing, you know, if they keep playing like uh, they're, they're playing us like fools in a way, you know, like I can't believe that they don't like Marquis not even showing what's happening now. Like they're just like tweeting out this and that little like videos here and there telling us, oh, here's Javi fielding a ball. Here's Javi hitting. Uh, hitting a home run. Here's you Darvish pitching his new uh, extreme 
uh, 11th pitch, you know, the just giving us little nuggets. Supreme pitch, like it's freaking Taco Bell. <laughs> it, it, remind, it reminds me of Minor League Two when uh, it would have just been. Yeah, when Wild when Wild Thing comes back and he's naming his pitches. It just would have been fun to see that um, there were two games that were played this week. The first one was Darvish versus Hendricks. The game ends in a 0-0 tie, so nobody scores. Hendricks gave up a lot of singles. He left with the bases loaded and one out, but nobody crossed the plate. Darvish, like you guys were saying, he has the new pitch, the Supreme. He gave up a double to Javi, but that was about it. Now, we'll talk a little bit later about the injury situation, but two guys that the Cubs were really counting on this year for depth in this shortened season, Alec Mills and Tyler Chatwood. Would Tyler Chatwood actually be useful for once in his Cubs career? And I hate to let everybody, uh, spoiler alert, he kind of sucked. Well, he's going to be the number four coming out of the uh... – Right now, like that's and Mills is number five. You don't have anybody behind behind them unless you want to count Alcali, because I mean, who knows what Q's going to be? We'll talk about his injury, but like you know, now they're those guys. Like it was going to be the battle for number five. It looked like it was Chatwoods to lose. And hey, both those guys was guys were having a great spring. You know, Alec Mills. You know, I like his stuff. Great strikeout ratio. Um, you know, unproven kind of reminds me of like you know uh, olds. Back when like Joe Madden didn't trust Hendricks that much out of at, to face the order more than twice, you know, back in 2015, like it's kind of that situation. So you don't really want to depend on that dude to be your number five, but you're playing 17 games to start the season. You're going to need a number five, if not a number six for and now who's your long man now? You know what I mean? Who do you have there? Like, so now you're looking at somebody like Alzali making this team. Uh, at least at the beginning for this first couple of weeks when you can carry 30 guys. And then maybe even after you go down to 28, you're still going to try to keep a long man reliever because you don't know what you're going to get out of Q with his torn tendon in his, in his finger. So I'm not going to try to panic because I know it was only a, you know, a, a game that didn't matter that much, but Chatwood logged three innings and this is such a Chatwood start five strikeouts, one walk, four runs on five hits. Okay, that, that, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. I know, just practice, but it's just like I've had – this is year, what, year number three of Tyler who, Chatwood? Who, who is he facing, though, Descalso? Yeah. Like, we don't even know. Well, but it, it, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. This is, this is a Chatwood start. The good news is that the Cubs tend to win him anyway. At some point, mm-hmm. he just doesn't get credit for it because right. he never makes it through five. And that's yeah. what we can't have, though, with this kind of schedule is we can't have a, a starter going in. Now, in the beginning of the season, a lot of these starters are only going to throw three, four f- innings. But but just Chatwood cannot just, like, literally pitch 100 pitches through four innings and get pulled and say, give it over to the bullpen. It's just not yeah. going to work this year. I, I really believe Chatwood is in the position that they need to have an opener. Like, I don't want to have an opener for anybody else. I feel like Chatwood needs an opener. Just somebody to go in that first inning and kind of let him ease into it or something. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm all for the Chatwood Mills piggyback starts. That makes a lot of sense to me. But now those guys have got to start for you because I, I really don't. I mean, Quintana, he just had surgery on his on his hand. Like, is he really going to be back out there? And are, are any of these guys here's when we talked about this on other shows, we, you know, are they stretched out enough? Even the starters we do have. 
Like we were getting, you know, like is Hendricks going to be be able be able to go long in games? Is Darvish going to be able to go? Like you're going to need those some length out of all of them because you're out of starting pitchers at this point. Well, you, what, what you you're know. what you're hoping to do here at the beginning is with the expanded rosters, you're going to have to have multiple pitchers that can throw three plus innings. So you may get three to four innings out of Hendricks, three to four out of Lester, those kind of guys, and then you're going to need someone to pick up two to three innings. And that's where that's where it's going to come big right now. You know, I know that the names that uh, Ross has kicked around has kind of you know has been there, but the, there's going to they're going to, how they use their roster is going to be extremely important. And but you can't have guys have bad days, and and you know you also get nervous about saying, well, you know, just if you remember last year, there's a lot of games where Madden used to say, oh, just burn the tape, flush it down the toilet. You can't do that now. You can't have those shit games. Like, well, well we found them. out, Crawley, that you couldn't do that last year either. <laughs> like, he, he said that a lot, but then I think yeah. we all found out mm, that's not the way you play but the imagine game. Imagine this. A three-game losing streak is now basically an eight-game losing streak. Right. And and, and, Sugis <laughs> is, and Bill Sugas want, wants me to chill on about Chatwood's first game, but – like I said, I, I no, feel we're going like wire to wire with intensity, people. This right. this is the we, year we are like the, the Cubs. Cu- this is the the year of the Cubes fan. It truly is. <laughs> like just freaking out at, at every pitch, every out, every error, every stolen base, every uh, all of it. Blown saves are just going to be saves. like absolutely oh. brutal. Yeah, like can you imagine? Like last year was just brutal. I can't imagine where each game counts. That's where I was joking. I was talking to Danny the other day, and I was saying this is the year of the Cubes fan. How Cubes fans overreact to baseball when baseball is a marathon—162 games. If you drop a game in April 15th, you don't freak out and cry about it. You go back and get them the next day. This is 60 games. You can't do it. You have to be ready to play every single day. Now, you guys know I was a big Joe Madden supporter. I don't know how Joe's going to coach this. But in a way, I'm actually kind of happy that Ross and his intensity are are here with the Cubs because you know how Joe likes to do the American Legion and let the players come in when they want and kind of more lackadaisical. I, this wasn't planned, but I think it really favors the Cubs to have David Ross in over Joe Madden. It does. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, worst case scenario for Ross is that well, no. I mean, Ross gets a pass. I mean, usually managers get a pass through their first year anyway. Uh, David Ross is the most famous backup catcher in all of baseball history. So he's probably going to get two seasons anyway. But this just adds uh, – this is like his redshirt freshman year, putting it in, like, uh, college football terms. Like, he just gets to show up, go through the motion, see what it's all about, and nobody's going to say it was good or it was bad, or anything like that. Everybody gets a pass on this year. Should be fun. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But the thing that we were talking about with Mills and Chatwoods being so important is really kind of relates to topic number three, which really is looking at the health. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of questions whether this season's going to really be played the full 60, 60 games, the postseason, all that stuff. Uh, we, we heard a lot of news recently about, uh, COVID testing and all the things that have been going on here. Uh, the good news for the Cubs is no players have tested positive for COVID-19 
that we know of. Yeah, but Hadavi had it bad. And he's a young dude. I mean, yeah. he got super sick. And and I also think that helped because he let he was talking to the pitchers the whole time and he was sick. So they saw how sick he was. And right. so they maybe that scared the crap out of them that they will stay in. Because if you look at any part of our team that's young and kind of the dudes that might be going out a lot and like, you know, unmarried, don't have kids, it's your bullpen. It's your Wick brothers. It's, you know, it's, you know, we don't know even about some of these dudes. The, right. in the who, who, you know, like Casey Sadler, like we don't know like what he's like at all. Um, when you talk about Hadavi, you're he's a 38 year old man. You know what I mean? He's younger than all of us. And he had a fever over a hundred for five to six days. He had something that's called, you know, COVID pneumonia, respiratory issue. He had, he, to go to the serious, he had to go to the hospital. He was in some seriously bad shape. And so, like you said, hopefully the message gets sent loud and clear. And, you know, David Ross was kind of, was bringing that up the other day about, you know, we joke about accountability, but he's actually right in this regard here is, you know, you can't hold these guys hands. They're grown men be a selfish move for players to go out and go against protocols when not at the ballpark or with the team. A lot of trust, accountability, and self-policing involved in protecting everyone and their families. And so I like that, you know, accountability, this is a big deal. And like you said, Danny, a lot of the position players, they were younger when we went through that magical run, 15, 16, your Bryants, your Javis. Oh, if your, this your, was 2015 when the pandemic was going on, the whole team's going down because they would have those dance parties. They'd be all giving each other COVID through droplets in the air Dick with a disco bombs, ball. All sorts of shit. Yeah, it, it would have been a, a, a mess. Like, yeah, no, it would have, the whole team would have gone down. Yeah, they would have. Most of these. <laughs> they they would have had their own brand of COVID. They would have had the dick bump COVID, which is where their dick gets real hot and feels real bad. And right. gives off droplets. And so, <laughs> you know, with Hadavi, you know, hopefully he's been around a little bit better and, and you know, he can give these guys. It's a lot different when you know somebody who's had it as opposed to a lot of people who don't think they can get it because they don't know anybody who's already had it. Well, and I'm yeah. I'm actually really glad to see Hadavi coming out and talking about his experience and what's going on because and uh I've noticed it's like it's all or nothing. It's like everything else in this fucking world. Everybody acts like there's no middle ground. You either die or you don't get it. But no, the reality is people get it and they recover, but recovering from COVID is not like recovering from the flu or Anything else, it's more along the lines of recovering from like, I don't know, say like uh, chemotherapy. Like you've had chemotherapy for four months. You could be you changed don't, forever. You don't just, you can, yeah, you don't come out of that like normal. You come out still fucked up. And well, I'll, I'll say this much. I had that weird illness last year that put me in the hospital last February. And, you know, I came out of that thing. They pumped me full of antivirals, all this stuff. I lost a ton of weight. You know, which was good. I was too fat. But then I became uh, gluten intolerant for a long time. I think it's better now. So I've been like adding that back in my life. Can't drink beer anymore. And you know what? I had such like, you know, they're describing this COVID brain fog. I had that last year. I could not think for like three months. Yeah. Danny had COVID-18. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did. I might have. I might have been. I might be ground zero. But your like, patient zero. 
but but yeah, but people are thinking, no, oh, it's just a little flu. And some people that is that for them, but you don't really get to choose how it how it affects you. And so for them to see how to be get knocked down to bringing it back to the Cubs, I think it's really positive. It might have scared the living crap out of the rest of the team, and they might just take it way more seriously because of that, you know. And the I wonder thing- who who's the other guy. We know how to be. Who, we don't who know. Else? We don't I know. You, All we know is it, it, it's a tier it one. It's a tier one employee. Don't believe it's Ross. The one thing that is interesting is Kyle Ryan. And, and this is a very dangerous thing because of HIPAA and because of all these rules and stuff like that. We don't know. Like, like the team can't say. If a player wants to say what they have, that's fine. But the team can't disclose it on their own. Kyle Ryan has not showed up. And all they can say is it's a process-related delay. I don't know what that term really means. I haven't had anyone be able to explain it. It could be something where it it had to do with testing, and maybe he didn't test positive, maybe he didn't. But it's a process-related delay. And so Kyle Ryan is uh, somebody that, uh, you know, they're really looking. You know, he was a key left-hander for him last year. Yeah, you're going to need him. No, you're going to need Kyle Ryan. I mean, he out of the left side, uh, you got him and uh, Wick. Right. I mean, well, actually, who else do you have out of the left side? Well, we got to take a look at, you know, again, how they how they break camp once it's all said. Yeah, we don't even know yet. But, but uh, some, I think the other big deal is that um, the Braves had four players test positive, one of them being Freddie Freeman, obviously an all-star who's very close with Jason Hayward and Hayward's been talking to him. And then Hayward goes back and talks to the Cubs players being like, guys, don't fuck around here. This is some serious shit here. And so some teams have been hit a lot more. I want to say the Phillies have been hit more. The White Sox had two players, the Rockies. I know Michael, you follow the Rockies too, but Blackman, uh, Philip Deal, a couple other guys tested positive. Uh, the Royals catcher, Salvador Perez. I mean, it, it's really a long list of players that have either tested positive and you have a lot that are starting to opt out now. The Brewers have two and Luis uh, Urias and left-hander Angel Perdomo. It's, it's, it's a good number of players here that are going on. DJ LeMayhew from the Yankees. The Phillies have seven players and five staff members test wow. positive. Philly. So you're going down that. And then other Cardinals, are- Cardinals had three Cardinals, an, an have infielder three. and two pitchers. And, and so, and, and as we said last week, it's all going to be about how they handle that situation. And so far it hasn't been handled particularly well. You know, you got Chris Bryant coming out said today. He's like, well, I agreed to play because I heard it was going to be safe. And I don't really think that's the case. And you know, he's, he's out there kind of, kind of saying hey mlb pull it together you've got teams that didn't practice today right because they didn't get tested you had teams that didn't uh get their test results and practiced anyway which that sounds like a pretty terrible idea and a great way to spread covid um so you just you don't know what's going you you don't it's all being handled in different ways now why they're send, sending all these tests to utah now, maybe it's because they want a un- uniform situation where you can, you know, so everybody's getting tested the same. It's all the same. It's all going to Utah. But, you know, it seems a little weird that you're sending it from New York to Utah, from Chicago to Utah, from Toronto to Utah. I'm like, why wouldn't you just do it locally? 
Uh, and I know there's also a lot of flaws in the tests. So the, you're getting there's false a lot positives, of, right? There's false a, negatives. There's a lot of players that are seeing this and they're opting out. This was seven hours ago, just to kind of give you guys a general idea. But you're talking about Nick Markakis, David Price, Ryan Zimmerman, Welling. Ian Desmond, Wellington Castillo, former Cub, Mike Leak, Felix Hernandez, obviously, who's a little bit older. Uh, Joe and Tyson Ross, they are brothers. You got coaches who have opted out. You got other coaches that are working remotely, including a former Cub coach, Chili Davis, which actually might help. Was it the Mets? Might help the Mets to have Chili kind of away, but uh, <laughs> he won't be trying to change everybody's swing. See what you got to do, boys, is hit it on the ground. <laughs> hit it right on the ground. They don't. Want, they won't know what to do. Everybody's trying to hit in the air. We're gonna do the opposite thing. Hit it on the ground. <laughs> Joe, good old Chili Davis. <laughs> um. Actually, the, you know, the Mets, you know, I, I was thinking about that, uh, that, you know, talk about outlasting everybody with the COVID test. If you can just, if you can like get over the finish line with no players testing positive uh, for COVID, you know, like the Mets are kind of in the driver's seat in the, in the NL East now, because the Phillies are cut, you're coming in with like a, a hand tie behind their back. The Braves certainly are because you got dudes opting out because they saw Freddie Freeman and I guess Freddie Freeman's sick. Yeah, like Freddie, Freeman's, a, Freddie Freeman's sick, sick. He's not asymptomatic. So, so now you get so Marcakis yeah. looks at that. He's like, well, I'm not gonna hang around. Yeah, he, with that, he's you know? gotta be sick. Yeah. So, like, this is a, this is a bad situation. I mean, it's scary. I mean, it's frightening people. Like Chris Bryant is frightened, and he said today. He had uh, considered opting out uh, before the season started. And, of course, I think every player that has a family and uh, they're going to look at the end, well, I don't know, that feels like being able to breed the rest of their life. You know, they're looking at this and they're like, is it worth it? And if you've already made a bunch of money or if you don't care that much about money or if you value your health more than money, uh, maybe you're going to take that option. You know, I, I certainly would think about, I don't know what my decision would be. Do you know what yours would be? I mean, if you'd already made a bunch of money. I can guarantee that I'd opt out. There's, there's no fucking way. I don't like fuck the owners, fuck baseball, fuck all these people. Like I'm, I'm not doing that to my family. Now, if I'm a, Cause you're if a I, wuss. If that's I'm what like, they, what they say on Twitter. Yeah. If I'm like a 25 year old, uh, single guy and I have my own place in Chicago and I'm not, you know, in that's my life, then I would probably play. But as soon as I kind start warrior bringing your mentality, yeah. Well, no, no, not the warrior mentality, the mentality of, I just don't have other people that I'm putting into danger. Right, And if that's my life, then I'm fine. But if I have a family that I'm going to go home to every night or not be around for four months, then that's what changes my decision. If you would ask 22-year-old Crawley, are you going to not go to the bars? That would have been the same thing as those other kids. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to the bars. The only thing I care about is who's buying the next round. I don't, when you're 21, 22 year old, you don't think about that shit that much. I mean, maybe some no. people do, but that, it sure as hell wasn't me and the people I hung out with, you know? Right. But that's what I was saying. If, if yeah, I'm a I agree with you. 23 year old guy and, and I'm not, man, I'm telling you the, the second I had children, 
the the list of shit that I wouldn't do for 18 years got fucking way longer. Like there was there wasn't even really a list prior to them. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, I gotta actually stick around here for a little while. So <laughs> these people <right>. need me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I mean, so it it changes everything. And I would say even uh like it doesn't have to be children. I'm just saying for, for me, that was super, you know, a very strong motivator, but just having a wife, you know, right. Not, right. And I, I and uh, wife or husband yeah. or whatever, you're like, you just don't want, I could, I could, I could see right now also like being an old man who just would be like, like almost in a John Lester way. I can see myself actually playing now just it with a death wish, kind of like in a natural way. Like, I don't care if this kills me. I'm just going to go out there. It depends where you are in your life. Like, because I don't have children. So I think that is the the main thing. So you say, not well, actually, now that I think about it, my mother, but I think she, but I think she'd want me to do, I'd be like, mom, I'll see you in three months. You know what I mean? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to play ball. You know, I could see that That being a mentality though. That was Ryan Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman actually said his mother was one of the reasons that he's opting out because he's just like, I, I don't feel like not talking to my mother for four months. Right. And so Matt writes down, Matt Kramer, Crawley gave up karaoke for this shit. For this, people need to get their shit together. Yeah, which which is which means I gotta go like this. <laughs> but in yeah. all reality, uh, for people that don't know, you know, uh, I've been also kind of watching my dad, who's seventy three years old, high risk, and so I've I spend five days out of the week with my dad up in Wisconsin. We have a family home up there, and I've been watching him. I I have not gone out wants to hang out with anyone other than for grocery type needs or, 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 or necessities. I, I haven't gone out. I've basically stayed in Wisconsin, just kind of really isolating. This is really, you know, hanging out with you guys and doing this stuff is the most social interaction I usually have in the week. That's not with my immediate family, my wife well, and kids I, and my dad. I, I, I understand uh, any, any, I understand anybody's uh, life choices in this situation when I, I look at kind of my background with a theater to having a theater mentality, we do have that show must go on mentality to a fault where you will show up with the flu and you're going to sing through this whole thing. You're going to get through it. Uh, you know, no understudies, you know, you're just going to do it. Like I miss my grandmother's uh, wake and funeral because the guy who I was covering in rent got sick, like really sick. And there was no else, no one else to go on. I was the understudy, so I my grandma died, and, and Danny, I was and making Danny my was Broadway. To, and Danny was hoping to steal that spot. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I was, I was trying spot. to. That I was not getting back on the stage. I was, trying, I was saving the day. I was Wally Pippen, the guy. I was saving the day. All of it. No, uh, I was. Yeah, you were trying to Wally Pippen. I was, was going to ask, what's the was, theater version of Wally Pippen? That's right. I was 22 years old. And by the way, the guy who got sick is one of my best friends in the world to this day. Luther Creek, very talented kid. I love this guy. But um, and we, we're great friends. But like, either way, like, yeah, I want. I wanted to prove to everybody. I, had, I was 22. I had a chip on my shoulder. I had something to prove. So I missed, I mean, I could have been like, sorry, my grandma died. I got to go. I can't save your day. But instead I saved because I saved the day. I saved the day for, for that show in Boston because there was no one to cover that role. I was the only one that knew it. I went up there with no rehearsal in front of 1700 people. And I did save the day and I did it right when my grandmother died. 
So, like, I'm up on stage. We sing Seasons of Love, if you know that song. And I'm up there. I'm thinking about my grandma's very, like, emotional song. I'm bawling on stage. And I got to stay on stage. I got tears all over me. I'm 22. My grandma just died. Like, you know, I, you know, it, what I'm saying is I understand. And the reason I stayed was for my grandmother. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Because she was my biggest fan. So, like, I know there's players out there that is like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'll see you in three months, baby. Kiss you goodbye. It's that warrior show must go on mentality. And I also don't fault people for thinking that way. Yeah. Um, it, you know, as long as you know, as long as you're still doing the right things and protecting your teammates, which I think a lot of that warrior mentality sometimes comes with the mentality of, hey, fuck it. I don't need to wear a mask. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't know. Danny, Danny, you're so much nicer about your grandma missing your grandmother's funeral. I miss my grandfather's funeral just because I didn't want to go. And uh, that mean old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I actually I actually love my grandpa, but he he wouldn't have been there to enjoy it. He was dead. I would have to deal with all those other assholes. You know, my family. I would have yeah, to oh, deal yeah. with them. And I'm just like. No, I'm not going. So yeah. I hear like you and you had just like all these tears and your love. And I was just being a dick. I was just like, I'm not <laughs> fucking going. See, that's what I mean. Everybody's <laughs> got a different story, Michael. And, and I, and I, you got to respect it all. If you think about it too, there, there, I don't want to say just Latino players, but there's a lot of people that come from extreme poverty that playing in the major leagues, it's not just supporting them and their family. It could be a very large amount of people that rely on that person being successful in the major leagues. So, That's right. you know, just kind of something to think about. So and I don't to add it to just piggyback on that. And they're used to leaving their families for long stretches of time every year to go play baseball because their families are living down in Venezuela. Their families are, are in Puerto Rico. Their family, right. like, I don't know. Did Javi bring his wife and kid up here? Probably I'm, not because Puerto I, Rico I don't know if he did or not, but I mean, but Puerto Rico barely has any cases. In fact, they're making you prove you don't have COVID to get into their into their territory now. So yeah, yeah, that, you're right. That's a completely different set of circumstances for people from other countries and stuff who just aren't around their family either. You know, or Usually, I mean, there, yeah. yeah, or I mean, there, there's, I mean, there are plenty of players whose family lives in Arizona or uh, Texas or Florida or wherever the fuck they live. And then they just come and see them every so often because their kids are going to school for, you know, two months at the start of the season and two months at the end of the season. And they're not really living together either. So, yeah, it really does have to do with your your own personal situation. And And I think right now with Bryant, I'm waiting to hear I'm waiting for him to opt out because of it's a brand new baby and missing the first four months of your baby's life is those are big months in a, in a, in a human's life. They, they, they grow quite a bit, you know, you'd be having to do that from a distance and that might be pretty hard. So. Uh, Kristen Dietz Holbrook writes, his wife posted a picture talking about Javi on Instagram with their son saying sweet home Chicago. So oh, I saw so. that too. So they're here, um, in non COVID related health news, you got Jose Quintana who adds to the long list uh, of weird cub injuries and you can- in reasons to hate Tom Brady. Cause I blame Tom, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady. Look at this. We're putting this up. Sorry, podcast listeners. 
But you might have seen this, and we'll put this up on the Ranchers page, but I love this picture with Jose Quintana and Tom Brady and uh, <laughs> and the uh, the little dialogue between them. Um, here, I'll be, I'll be Jose. Crawl, uh, you want to be uh, Tom Brady? Sure. Okay, can I ask you a question, Tom? Of course you can, Jose. How have you had such a long and successful career? It's simple. I wash my dishes by hand. Even though you have a dishwasher? These are my dishwashers. Shows off hands. Oh, wow. Thanks, Tom. I'll definitely try that. And And a man who could afford a maid and never have to wash a dish in his life because he's made millions of dollars cut his hands washing dishes. So (laughs) congratulations, Jose Quintana. You joined the ranks of Sammy Sosa getting injured on his sneeze. Brandon Morrow getting injured putting on his pants. Uh, what else did we have? Brandon Morrow basically getting injured on everything. Who else am I forgetting? Great Cubs injuries. Kerry uh, Wood slipped in the out of a hot tub, like just yeah. classic Cub injuries. You know, you could not have a pitcher get injured. And here we go with Quintana. And so with Quintana's injury, it really kind of throws things off. So Quintana is had surgery. He's going to be out two weeks. Uh, that, that's, that's the issue that we're facing right now. Um, he had, uh, stitches. I've heard, you know, broken glass stuff like that. I, I don't know anything for sure, but other than that's the explanation he was given is that he was just, uh, you know, doing dishes and cut his hand. And so now you're going to expect guys, the names that were brought up were obviously we brought up Alec Mills and Tyler Chatwood, but he's missing two weeks suffering a laceration on his left thumb. So he got stitches, underwent microscopic surgery. And of course it's going to get longer and he's going to have to get better. Uh, Two other uh, names that were brought up, Colin Rea and the other one is Michael's um, long lost son, uh, Jarrell Cotton. Man, you worked on that one. He's he's not my long lost son. Crawley. I know all about him. He's my illegitimate son. Illegitimate. I just don't claim him. <laughs> you should because he's making money. He's making more than you are now. <laughs> um, That's I mean, really not hard to do, Danny. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Any ma- major league baseball players basically make as much in a day or as I do, like um, all in like two years. <laughs> Danny, minor league players are making more than me right now. Yeah, exactly. Me too. So as Danny was talking about earlier, the big one that uh, that happened today was KB has a Zoom meeting. Wait, with- before we get, we get past Q, though, I've got a conspiracy theory Ooh. that he conspiracy. Yeah, he absolutely cut his hand on purpose so that he he could still get paid, not opt out. And just like he's just never going to quite work his way back. He doesn't really have to be with the team because, look, it's not it's not quite healed yet. Oh, dude, like it's exactly what happened. It's the last year's deal. He knows. And people are like, oh, he's going to play for a deal. It's like, no, he doesn't. People know what he can do once it heals. He's going to find another job and still make millions. He's made $10 million for the last, what, three, four years? Yeah. He's made good, he's good money. Fine. He's made yeah, good I- money. His family's fine. Uh, every, everything's good. He doesn't need the money. So it, it's like, uh, you know, you don't want to go in the trench in world war one. You just accidentally shoot yourself in the foot and, Oh, look at that. I've got to go to, uh, I, I guess I'm just going to have to be discharged and have to go home. Can't, can't go fight on the, the fields of Belgium. 
<laughs> I got to go home. Oh my so. God. I, so now I'm just imagining Q at home with his wife and she's like, do it, Q, do it. And he's just, he's fucking psyching himself up. I'm going to cut that finger. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, but, but here's the thing. He probably, I want to see his Google searches. What, what part of my hand? Uh, no, I'm serious. I want to, I want to like forensic files this one. Yeah. So y- you go in, you got to look at his Google searches. Like what part of, can you lacerate? And it's like going to be like hard to heal, but it will heal after let's say three months. Like they're looking up hand injuries that take three months to heal. Like that's what they're looking up. And so it, you figure that yeah. out. How deep does it have to go? Yeah. In order they're, to like require yeah. something. Yeah. No doubt. That's what happened. Just saying. So there's my conspiracy theory. I'm, now I'm, we with, I'm with you on that. Yep. And if that's the truth, fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Good for you, Q. <laughs> no, seriously. I will, I will shake your other hand. Oh my God. Oh, ah, ooh, ee, ooh, ee, ooh, oh my God. I cut my balls is what I sounded like when I cut my balls shaving. Hey, men, Start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past because of the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, which has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. Now, this is their third generation trimmer and it features advanced skin safe technology, so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Now, the Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience, and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And they just released the new improved lawnmower 3.0. So when I tell you this is a premium, I mean it's a premium. The battery's going to last 90 minutes, so you can shave your balls for 90 minutes, and that's an hour and a half of ball shaving. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too, because who wants to shave not in the shower? Right. So, uh, one of the coolest features is an LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. And let's not forget about the charging stand. So, show your mower off loud and proud, because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So many people have written in stories about how the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself and they aren't kidding. Those are some smooth ass balls. So you need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com and your balls are going to thank you. You get 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code armchair damn it and your balls are gonna thank you ah you thought you were gonna go back to the show but instead we're gonna talk about bet online because sports are coming back. Baseball's coming back. So here's your chance to bet on sports with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. You got UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, EPL. They're all going on. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You want more? Well, betonline.ag has more. 
Simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, UFC, they're happening every day for you to watch. You can wager. And uh, MLB's coming back, NBA's coming back, NFL's coming back, and betonline.ag has futures odds on everything you can imagine. You got season win totals, division odds, championship odds. Just make sure to visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to join now. You're going to receive a free welcome bonus. Now back to the Sunranto show, betonline.ag. Well, no, you won't. It's fucking COVID. <laughs> no, it's I, will, time, yeah. I will wave I will from wave a little distance. From 12 foot away. <laughs> so when we talk now about KB's Zoom meeting, and we talked a little bit about this early, is that Brian was pissed, to be honest. And he yeah, felt that the be. safety and health constructs, this is from Gordon Whitmire, were absolutely rushed versus the financial negotiations. Players were told that testing happens every other day and hasn't been as frequent as promised. If we can't nail, this is a quote from Chris Bryant. If we can't nail the easy part, which is now with just our players, we've got a big hill to climb. And he's right on that because you had all this time when you were fucking around, arguing whether you're going to play 65 games or 72 games or blah, blah, blah. How much money? They had three months to make the worst schedule ever made in major league baseball but more than which that which is amazing because all of them are bad yeah. but more than that you had this the most important thing the yeah. key to having this fucking season is yeah. to making sure these protocols are in place and they couldn't do it and that's embarrassing and what kb saying is right is that the fact that right now it's just just the players at their facilities and they can't get that shit right what happens when other teams and the different tiers of people that are allowed to come in, the tier we one, the tier see. two, the tier three. We already see. Look at the Phillies. You're Look at these be, teams. Right. But the Phillies haven't traveled to another place and come into their other, another stadium. They haven't had their broadcasters in. They haven't had all the other players, other ancillary players or uh, staff members that are going to be around. So if they can't handle just the players and coaches and some medical training staff, how the yeah. fuck are they going to have everybody else in? Well, this is this is just a microcosm of the United States as a whole. Like, let's fucking worry about our money and let's not worry about our health at all. Like, we'll we'll you know, we're not going to mandate anything. Yeah, we just we know you're going to do the right thing. Strong suggestion, individual freedom. Like, no, people are too stupid for that. Come on, you'll probably be fine. But, you know. One of MLB's huge sticking points was to end the season really like at the beginning of October. The players wanted to go into November, potentially into December. The owners know that there's a good chance of another wave of this pandemic occurring. And they and they they were so dead set on making sure they got a postseason in. How could you be so fucking stupid to not real again? I understand they want to make their at least I understand they want to make their money. I understand that. I grasp that. But you're not going to make any money if your players are all fucking sick and you have to cancel the season. Then your money and your precious postseason go down the shitter. So yeah, and I, how, I don't how know how, do how much it, how much did it even cost them to get this get this started? Just getting everybody to town. Like we're talking millions of dollars right there. Just kind of down the tubes. Just getting back everybody back, unless they got to travel on their own dime. Maybe they they do. I don't know. But if you can get somebody of the caliber of Chris Bryant to show up at your camp, you know, or, or even some of the big money guys, cause you know, Brian's making a lot of money, but like, you know, you get, you get your Bryce Harper's to show up, you get, you know, you get your uh, Garrett Coles to show up to Yankees camp and things aren't going well. 
like right away. Like what incentive do they have to stick around? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're looking to get the hell out of there being like, actually MLB's got their head up their ass and I'm out because what the hell do they care? And, and so Brian admitted that he doesn't feel comfortable. He wears a mask on the field. He's keeping uh, his distance from people and he's hoping that these testing issues get worked out. But like you said, Danny, he was very close to opting out. Um, and, yeah. and, I, and I think Michael brought it up too about, you know, being a parent is, you know, he thought about it with the newborn son and it's still on his mind every time he leaves the ballpark. Yeah. So, and so I, Chris, Chris Bryant is like a lot of us when we go out and we're wearing masks and yet we feel nervous and fucked up and weird because everyone else is not wearing a mask and you're just like, this is not this What's fucking wrong? hard. Yeah. This is it, it's not hard to play in a mask. Well, this I mean, is, this is funny because they can't spit. So when I think of, when I think of Chris Bryant, somebody that's easily able to handle the COVID crisis, it's Chris Bryant. Because I my buddy used to live on Clifton, and if you know the Wrigley Streets, Clifton overlooked my buddy's place overlooked the players' parking lot. So you, we would, we would sit there and watch the players kind of come in. And sometimes, you know, late night we'd watch them leave. And especially every time after they came back from a road trip, like on a getaway day, they played a game, they got in, they got back like eight, nine, nine thirty at night. They'd all be piling in cars to fucking go out partying and shit like that. But Chris Bryant, you know, after every fucking day, after every game or after every road trip, he just goes to Disney plus and watches Moana for the 20th time. <laughs> like, Curly, you know, come on. <laughs> come on he's got his own he, he he's talked to a few people you know he's got his back door dairy queen you know they stay <laughs> open till like midnight one for him the manager will come in and open it up when he's getting off the plane so he can grab his his frosty or whatever the fuck he's getting <laughs> you know yeah, the, lizard. Lizard. the dip cone. The dip yep, cone. because because every time he gets back from a on a road trip, he gets his one bit of uh, sugar one. for the week. <laughs> for the week. <laughs> no, I mean, and you know, MLB can't afford to screw this up, and you know, they've screwed up everything about this so far. We, we, I mean, I can't think that we've said one good thing about any of them this entire time. I, you know, since the pandemic started, the way they shut it down, the way that they uh, d- didn't help the employees the way that they negotiated with the players. Now that they had all this time, you'd think that the health and health protocols would have been something that would have been set up and ready to go, but they weren't. And they screwed that up too. I mean, there hasn't been a a thing that major league baseball has done right really for quite a long time. I mean, it, it just takes a pandemic to show you how useless and incompetent these people really are. And, you know, you got a lot of money you could be throwing around at people to make things work right, but they don't because they don't have competent people in place because it's all nepotism, you know, to get these jobs. It's like, oh, I got a job with the Cubs. So I know my cousin went to uh, Harvard. And how did they get into Harvard? Because of nepotism. They're not even that smart. They're no smarter than you and me. They just got a shit ton of money, which obviously we're finding out that you don't have to be smart to have money. I already knew that, but I think a lot of people are, are figuring that out maybe for the first time during this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, not being at one rich to one. Is, 
being rich is genetic. It's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. You just got to board into it in this country. As much as we like to think we're this egalitarian situation, the society where you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps. But if you haven't noticed, people don't wear fucking bootstraps anymore. I don't even know what a bootstrap is. So and I don't if even you know pull how to yourself pull up by a bootstrap. You're still no higher than right where you're fucking standing because <laughs> exactly. you're wearing the goddamn boots. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> KB was asked about anyway. the potential of an extension. And, and right now he says he feels it's insensitive to talk about these things when people are losing their jobs and lives, but he made it pretty clear that he wants to stay with the Cubs. You know, yeah. he kind of was, he you know, and, 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 and let's be honest, KB knows how to play the media, Yeah, he's you know, but he jokes around that it'd be cool to stay here and, and see what we've got. And when we're old and fat and we're tired, we're out of here. That'd be awesome. I mean, he lies too. He said he never got an extension and Dave Kaplan said he did. It's the most obvious thing in the world. He got a 200 something million dollar extension. And I do believe it. I really do believe that, that there was, that they tried to do something. It was a non-starter for Boris and that was the end of it. You know what I mean? But I'm saying that Chris Bryant, when he says crap like that, that's been drummed into his head with his media training to be out there and be like, I want to be a cub for life. Cause what is he going to do? Come out there and be a dick. He's like, you know, maybe Chicago isn't the place for me. You know, maybe I will go like, he can't do that. Like, you know, he's got it. He's going to play at the game and he's going to do the exact that when he goes and gets that contract from the St. Louis Cardinals and becomes a St. Louis Cardinal in, in two years, um, he'll be there. He's like, finally, I'm on the right side of this rivalry. This is oh. what they do. This is what they do. St. Louis, you know, I love boring. Boring is the place for me. And he'll do that. Like he'll spin it in some way. This is their training. And we all forget because we have tiny brains and we forget everything that's ever told to us in our lives. We remember very little, you know, that, and you know, they play both sides of the rivalry. He's a well-trained uh, media guy. And, as much as I think he does like Chicago and he does like the fans and who wouldn't want to be a cub. Um, of, I think he loves guys, it. A lot of guys go other places and they talk great about Chicago and we eat that shit up as fans. Oh yeah. We, we love hearing when they tell us how wonderful it was to play at Wrigley, but guess Bill what? Watts. I'm not, I'm not listening to the fucking score St. Louis version where uh, they're all talking about how wonderful it is to be in St. Louis too. Exactly. Yeah, Dexter Fowler, it, remember the other day he tweeted out, I can't wait, wait to be back at St. Louis for the delicious pizza. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, Raymond Ade. Or, we or know Aid. that's I don't a even know how to say his name. Aid. Uh, Aid. Uh, he writes, better pizza in St. Louis. And that is true. It is. That is the most, because deli- I love ketchup. And saltines and ketchup. You put that little cheese whiz on top. Ooh, delicious. I've been eating it since I was three years old. Never, Done. never expanded my palate. So this is a true to God, a true to God story. We, we, um, with club 400, we went on a road trip to St. Louis last year and we were in St. Louis. Uh, the Cubs got swept that series, of course. And, uh, while we're there, we got this one game. The second game of the series was this big rain delay, like three-hour rain delay. You know, and I'm sitting there just – there's a place oh, that was lot serving – This place was serving whiskey, and I was down in whiskey and beer. And eventually, like, we had a group of probably about 35 to 40 of us, right? And uh, I know I said no story time with Crawley today, but short story here because it relates. So there's about a group of, like, 10 of our friends that are on this road trip, and they're like, 
we're going to go back to the hotel. They're not going to start this game up, blah, 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 blah. And so like half of us stayed, half of half went back to the hotel. And I told my friends when they went back to the hotel, I said, whatever you guys do, don't order a fucking pizza. I know what your temptation is going to be. Don't order a fucking pizza. So of course the game resumes about an hour later. We, you know, there's a, there's a crew of us staying until the end. We got a picture. It was a lot of fun. Sure as shit. What do you think those assholes did? They went back to the hotel and they were like, well, Crawley, there wasn't anything else open. So we ordered a pizza and every one of them got bad shits. So whenever we talk about St. Louis, it's kind of one of the jokes of that road trip was the St. Louis shits. And it came because they ate that shitty pizza. Story time with Crawley, with Crawley, with Crawley. Story time with Crawley, it's Crawley story time. Hey, you know, any any excuse to play that theme song. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, no, it's it's bad. I ate at the pizza place uh, that's right by the stadium. I forget what it's called. It's kind of famous there, I guess. And, it, you know, they serve it on, you know, the, the, they put it up on one of those silver kind of trays. That, right. You know, and then everybody gets there. It's like a pizzeria with like the checkered tablecloths and stuff. And I was like, oh, this might be okay. It's got the kind of that look to it. The pizzeria look terrible. And I, I mean... Just flavorless garbage. And and I'm sure there's somebody in St. Louis that knows how to make a good pizza, but I certainly never found it. I feel like you could go to St. Louis and just open up just a gen, like not even a great pizza place, just somewhat good. And you'll be a fucking millionaire because everyone in St. Louis will want it. You'll open franchises. Well, the and so getting back to um, to the Chris Bryant comments real quick. Uh, just before we finish up this little section, uh, you know, what about the trade deadline? Because he came out and said a little bit something about that. He's like, God, that would be really terrible to be traded in this environment. Because, you know, if they don't think he's going to sign an extension, uh, he absolutely should be traded. I don't think any many trades are going to happen right now, because if you think about it, like, I don't think that the owners really think the season's going to get finished. And so why would you take a chance and spend all this money when you're not making any money? If, and, if there were no yeah. takers when they had, you know, what they thought was going to be two full years uh, on, you know, a chance at that, there's no way they're doing it for a month and a half. And then who knows what the fuck happens next year? You know, like there's no way anybody. Well, and you got the pandemic, like you're traded to the freaking Phillies now. That's like COVID central. It's like a yeah, super no. spreader event over there in Philly. Right. I, I don't what? think that I don't think the owners or the front office gives a shit about that. But I just don't think that with well, like you guys, like, like you guys, <laughs> like you guys are talking about that. That with the way things are going, nobody's going to give up like five, three top tier prospects for Chris Bryant for a year and a half. There's going to be no right. There won't be any point to you won't get enough. They didn't think they were getting enough before, and there's no fucking way they're getting anything now. So or Danny, for Q, remember we thought they'd trade Quintana, and if you could get something for, even if it's a white flag to get under the tax, because that's the thing, we're still over the luxury tax, so you're, nobody wants to make any trades. Q, who's one of the main guys you could have like offered as like a starter to help you, uh, you know, if you were in a, a, the pole position to try to, you know, make a run, you just needed one more starting pitcher. Uh, you know, to to get through the season and, and on top, if you're really – and here's the other question. Are any teams really going for it? You know what I mean? Or are they just – The Dodgers. Like, 
are they just going out? Yeah, but isn't that embarrassing to a team like the Dodgers? We talked about it last week. You know, all the teams that wouldn't want to win it right now. You know, the Brewers, they wouldn't want to win. Any team that's never won it before, I think the Padres wouldn't want to win it. You know, I, you know what, though? I feel like any team, that, don't care. any team that hasn't won it, I feel like should definitely be thinking about it this year for the simple fact that they probably have a better chance. It's the easiest. It's going to be the easiest year. Get the fucking monkey off your back, even if it is a weird, you know, weird season. Right. And you ask Clayton Kershaw, he ain't going to give a shit. He just wants the ring, like any other player would too. It, it, like Joe, like like uh, David Ross said, you know, if they're giving out a trophy, I want it, and that should be everybody's mentality right now. And 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 that should be the Cubs' mentality is to try to win it with with the group that they have. So, you know, I do think that they will probably get rid of Q and I think some team may try to pick him up and hope that a change of scenery does something. But I like, I just don't think there's anything worth uh, trading Chris Bryant that you're going to get at all. No, right. no, well, not at all. You Q, won't well even, just... Q won't even be back from his D, the, his IL stint by the time they hit the trade <laughs> deadline. Yeah. Yeah, is it, but I'm saying that maybe that there's your white flag trade. You can, you know, you can just be like, hey, this guy's on the injured list. He needs a change of scene. He's going to be off his thing. He's not going to cost you a thing. We just need to get him off the books. Hey, Yankees, do you need another guy? You know, we we won't. We'll take uh, a lot of a player to PTBNL. You know what I mean? Like bag anything. of balls, bag of balls, and then we're just going to see what we got. I mean, I, they might do that. They could do that with Chatwood too. Like, but now they can't because you need him to at least eat. You gotta have somebody in innings. Yeah, otherwise you're gonna have to go with an Alzali, which I don't think they trust him, and I certainly don't. Guys, come on! They waived the rule about position players pitching, so they've got a whole fucking team of pitchers, guys. They'll just run out. They'll run out the third shortstop every three days. Maybe Daniel Descalso can earn his key. Yeah, I was going to say Descalso. He's got an inning under his belt. Uh, Rizzo, the greatest relief pitcher of all time. Um, John Baker's a tier one player, so maybe they add him to the 60-man. Yeah, they I got room like, on the roster. He's, yeah. he's, he's not even 40 yet. So, uh, you know, I think we're good. I think we're in good shape, boys. I think so we Danny, can take like, it all this year. Like you were talking about, Danny, we, we did, uh, we were kind of outside, uh, Wrigley field last Friday. You yeah. were. Yeah. And, and I, first I want to play this video that I took, uh, outside of Wrigley field because, uh, I was out there, uh, with doing the rant on uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday. And, uh, after after I uh, the show was over, I went for a little walk around and I wanted to see what my phone could see with my selfie stick. If I stuck it over the left field, uh, you know, wall there where there's a little hole that you can kind of see through. And well, I'll just show you the video of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> One more interruption, people. This is the ad-filled version of the Sunranto Show, and it's a total waste of your time. What you should be doing is subscribing to the ad-free podcast feed at patreon.com slash sunranto, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash sunranto. For a dollar a month, $12 a year, which is basically the equivalent of buying us one beer to split between everybody that does this podcast per year, 12 bucks a year, a dollar a month. I will repeat how cheap that is. 
You can support this podcast and listen to it completely and utterly ad-free and be part of a community of Cubs fans who support the Sunranto Show. There's all different levels. There's all, perks at all the different levels that you can get. $5 gets you every single song I release before everybody else gets it. Even demos of stuff I'm thinking of putting out or I'm working on, you get. Uh, you know, there's $10 level. There's, I mean, I know that times are tough for people, but you know what? They're also tough for, for me <laughs> and, and, and other podcasters around. So, you know, uh, just support us in that way means a lot to me means a lot to uh to well i guess it means a lot to crawley even though he has a job and michael cotton well geez he's his wife supports his ass so like but seriously (laughs) i mean equipment keeping our website up you can support us patreon.com slash sunranto you'll never have to hear me beg you again to join us because you'll be supporting us already you get your own rss feed you put it into any podcatcher and then from there on in, you're good. Like, you know, it just works great. So, um, yeah, support us, please. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Now back to the show. Let's bring it home. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. This is an ad-supported version from our partners at Bet Online and Manscaped, of which you will hear commercials throughout this broadcast. If you would prefer to hear a commercial-free version of the Sunranto show, Every time the Sunranto show is released, well, then you go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. You'll never hear another commercial again. Okay? So uh, check that out, and uh, here's the show. So you can't hear because I'm not... It hasn't connected with uh, my earpiece yet. And then Now it connects. Sure. How are you doing? Here comes the guy. Yeah, how are you? Are you just filming everything and coming in and out? I just saw you go into the stadium like that. That's why I just need to touch base with you. See what oh, yeah. No, I'm filming to, to see if we could see. I couldn't even see what I'm seeing. <laughs> I got you. You know what I mean? You're seeing trying to get some sort of angle of, of the field. Is that what I don't even know because I can't see what I is, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. can just, I, I have no idea. But no, I'm filming right now. I'm on Periscope. We're, we're live. Yeah, we're live okay. on Periscope yeah, right very now. Very nice. So are, are you going to be allowing people to be around here starting on Friday? Uh, we're going to restrict as much as we can, but I mean. Maybe the street is a street kind yeah, of exactly, thing. Exactly. But they're not closing anything down or anything? No. I mean, with the walking here, it's fine. But when people start sticking things over the stadium, stuff like that, that's when we got to touch Yeah, but can I bring a ladder? No, absolutely not. Uh, crane? Can I bring a crane? <laughs> Bad idea. How about, how about if you uh, stay on the other side of the street, I, I mean, maybe. How about, how about a pogo stick? A giant pogo giant stick. Would that be okay with yeah, you? That'd be something. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, Wrigley security, you know, they they were a little bit on me. You know, I'd like to see what I can get away with right away. It's always easier to ask forgiveness than permission. So uh, there I was. Yeah, you should have said you were going to bring a crane, Kenny. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking, too. What what if my crane is named Crane Kenny? Crane Kenny. Can I stand on his shoulders? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I've That's, got I, that would be the dumbest thing ever. He can totally get you in, but you're like, no, 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 no. Let's just stand right here so I can stand honestly, on your shoulders. Crane Kenny is a tall man. Uh, if, <laughs> if he is, and so if if I were to stand on Crane Kenny's shoulders and have the selfie stick, I could definitely be filming inside of uh, left field. 
So uh, let me just show you some pictures. Steve Schur writes in the pogo stick comment should be a, a T-shirt. What part of that? Can I use a pogo stick? <laughs> like, is that what's on the shirt or just my picture on a pogo stick? Yeah. So, um, but I've, I've got some pictures of that day. You can kind of see as people walk in, and I'll describe this for the podcast listeners. There's a couple signs that the Cubs had made. So don't give me this. I don't have any money for a good relief pitcher garbage because uh this these are all new signs they had made up in wrigley field green and their uh, amazing font restricted area do not enter stop tier one and tier two and hey, then there's some signs about social distancing danny to be fair the ricketts made those signs as soon as they bought this fucking team because they were just like looking for any opportunity to restrict people from going somewhere <laughs> well yeah and they probably also created covid <laughs> they, they are billionaires. Um, I took this great picture of uh, Ernie Banks and the Stay Strong. I, I really think that's cool. I, I, the uh, Stay Strong mask that Ernie's wearing. Um, took a bunch of pictures of these statues. I, I was going through my photos today. I'm going to put those on the Ranchers page. So if you're not on Sun Ranto Ranchers on Facebook, I'm going to be putting up uh, pictures of this. Check this out. Billy Williams is covered in cobwebs. <laughs> By the way, right now you can see. The cobwebs. I've got a bunch of different angles of Billy Williams all covered in uh, spiders. And uh, the Emus Catuli building now says uh, they got the numbers off of there, which thank God, because I still don't know what those have me- those mean. The people have explained it to me about five or six times and I have no clue. And <laughs> Come no, on, like, Manny. I, I, don't, I won't learn it. Like it's anything math. Just like I'm like, whatever. Who cares? It's easy. It's Anno Catuli, which the AC Anno Catuli, you're the cub in Latin. Yeah, I knew and, that part. And then it's the amount of uh, time since the Cubs won the division, the pennant, and the World Series. Yeah, the first two are the years. The oh, division. Wait, no. Yeah, the division. How many years of the division? Then how then many the years pennant. of the pennant? And then how many years of the, the World, World Series? Series. Yeah. yeah, I already forgot what you said. And then uh, this, I think, is the picture of the year. And I know I've already put this on the Ranchers page, but this is the first day. This is in the morning. This is about 7 o'clock in the morning uh, up by Wrigley Field. I, I woke up super early, and I walked down to Wrigley Field to see what I could see because I figured the players would be showing up early. They did not. And uh, but I, But just randomly driving past the bleacher entrance right in front of Harry Carey, there was a big white hearse on the first day of of uh, summer camp which was friday and uh i just thought that was a <laughs> quite a fitting scene to have out there and this was this was also fitting uh check out this picture there's a, a giant pile of dog poop right in the right field gate <laughs> i also put this on the ranchers page on facebook thought this was great um Later on, I went back down there and I uh, took pictures of uh, the ball hawks waiting as the balls were flying out of left field and ball hawk corner. And there's Bleacher Jeff in his Bleacher Bum Band t-shirt. There was, you know, as I said, there were guys that were wearing masks on the uh, ball hawk corner and across the street. They were less distanced, less masks. There, were, there, there weren't that many masks out there. Which, by the way, overall, uh, you know, outside, that's better for you. But your exposure goes up the more you stand next to the same person, even if you're outside. There's been many, many cases of outdoor parties where it's the same people sitting there 
And because you're sitting there for a long time with that same person, the viral load becomes greater. So even if you're outside, you might feel safer. But if you're outside with the same people, you should probably be wearing a mask. Uh, so if you're one of those people that go out to Ball Hawk Corner, mask up like Bleacher Jeff. You could see him there in the picture wearing the mask. The, and, the, other, uh, the other thing I wanted to add to that, Danny, is that a lot of people are wondering if players in the past used to be you used to be able to get their autographs, you know, when they were yeah, on, don't screw with them. Yeah. Just give them their space. They're not doing pictures. They're not doing autographs. There used to be a space. There was a space the last couple of years, like a, like a gated in area by the player's parking lot where they would sign mostly for kids for some adults too, but just don't do it. Just give them their space, yeah, leave them leave alone. alone. That, that's the best way to do it. I've, I've been around Wrigley a long time. I've gotten my fair share of autographs. I know, but, but it's just a different time and they're not going to yeah. be near you. Yeah, and and you got you got to respect that too, and make their lives easy, right? Make Don't make them easy. look like the bad guy. Yeah, and there is fun stuff going out there. Here's uh, Clark and Bleacher Jeff. We we're playing a little, little wiffle ball out there. Um, it was fun to. Uh, we mostly yelled "car" because it was about because <laughs> it was about uh, five thirty six o'clock. But we we had a great time. I'm going to make an album and put some of these up there. Um, the news was out there. That's ABC News. It's it, you could see the uh, cameraman and the um, the uh, reporter. I don't know who that is because I don't really watch ABC News. But neither one of them are masked, but they're standing very far away from each other as he hands her a microphone. Thought that was a cool picture. So I've been trying to get down there and get some pictures for the Ranters calendar. Because Lord knows there will be some interesting ones for the 2021 calendar, which hopefully that year will go a lot better. Uh, this 2020 calendar is a collector's item for, for years <laughs> to come. The, the um, schedule that never happened. Yeah, the schedule that never happened. And now that the schedule is released, I am considering, uh, should I make another Shankless shirt? I, <laughs> I didn't make one last year, but the Sun Ranto Shanklist. Might as well. I mean, we could put the the fonts bigger because it's only just shankless twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even need to put the cities we're going to. So Sh- shankless, uh, everyone not wearing a mask. Yeah, and maybe I'll change the shankless to that picture of the uh, the hearse in front of Wrigley Field. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I guess that's uh, mostly our show, except for that we got to pinch it off with TFCs, don't we? Yes, sir. I got a ton. I do too. I don't. <laughs> well, I then just, I just I'll have st- like two or three. I'll start with this one then. Uh, this is a Cubs brick on my walk around Wrigley Fields. Uh, I like what Thomas F. Blake snuck through. I guess they didn't really want negative. They let negative messages straight through on these bricks. Cubs are the best. Thanks for the ulcers. Thomas F. Blake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of funny. Nice. That, it, that's Thanks, a nice Tom. one. It's uh, actually in the brick. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the St. Louis Cardinals tweeted a picture of the empty stadium with a wave, a wave from Bush Stadium. Lord of Thunder, the hero's journey wrote another sellout. Incredible. Making yeah. fun of the fact that it doesn't matter how many people are in there. The Cardinals always claim to have a sellout, even though there's so many empty seats, you could see them. Yeah, when the numbers come back for 2020, it's going to be weird because Bush Stadium has been sold out for four months already. <laughs> um, I've got a couple of TFCs from other teams uh, in the National League. 
And this one comes from uh, Amir Garrett, uh, it's a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. He uh, tweeted out, we can do it. Wear your masks. Let's try to be as safe as possible. Hashtag mask on. Hashtag count on AG. Noah Otis writes in, no one likes you. And Amir wrote back, <laughs> save it, nerd. <laughs> Amir, I, I hate Amir Garrett, but he's kind of a badass. I wouldn't, you know, I don't know who'd be shit talking him on Twitter. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. there's people, but he definitely wouldn't say it to his face. For a dude that seems like such a badass for his response to be, save it, nerd. <laughs> Not a badass response. But I, I don't hilarious. know if you remember last year, he got Kyle Schwarber big out. Reds versus Cubs got a big out against Kyle Schwarber. I do remember. And he pumped his fist or did something. And it it, it, it got uh, Kyle all red-assed about it. And he kind of started barking at uh, Amir. And Amir all of a sudden did a fake, I'm scared, and ran to the dugout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, I think I'm a fan. I think, you know, the Reds, you know, NL Central team. So I got, I'm supposed to hate them. But the way that team's put together, they got Pedro Strope. They got Nick the Stick. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, I want to win as much as anybody. Was Pedro that Strope? last year? Holy crap. Huh? Pedro Strope? No, the Reds. I know Pedro Strope's on the Reds too now. They got a lot of great yeah, players. Oh, yeah. That, I did say Pedro. But, that, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like, they got that young pitching, Luis Castillo. Like, kind of, a, they got an interesting team. And uh, who's that dude? Uh, 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 Aristides Aquino? Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Hitting a ton of homers last year. Yeah. Yeah. Against us for sure. And you're looking at that team and you're like, oh, man, if they get off to a hot start, like you can see them kind of like pulling a nationals like last year. Like I, that, I've said it since before last year. I said they're, they're the team to watch. Not a pushover. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they, they are absolutely a team to be scared of. I don't care what anyone says. And you know that they would, uh, wouldn't be embarrassed to win it this year. Nope. No. Well, they've, they've won it a number of times and. They're a yeah. young team, and yeah, why Why the fuck not? Like, you know, they'd be at the top of the list of people that would probably really be going for it. Like, they don't have any reason not to want it. Yeah, speaking like of uh, arriving. Speaking of other teams, uh, ba -ba -ba, this yeah. is on... Uh, oh, sorry, I just moved everything around. Yeah, this is uh, Andrew Baggerly, who covers the Giants, says Pablo Sandoval is taking grounders at third base. His throws appear to have good carry. Infield Fly Girl says he's in fighting shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> so uh, he is. And if, he, did you see that people were uh, getting mad about the fat shaming? Dude, if, if he's in fighting shape, that's like Butterbean fighting shape. <laughs> Remember Butterbean? Yeah, it yeah. says round's a shape. He's round. That's a shape. And, and yeah, I saw that fat shaming. Here's the thing, guys, is, is, is I don't know what's going on in his life, but he's, he's paid to be in shape. You know what I yeah, mean? You're, yeah. not, you're not just picking on somebody. He's getting paid a lot of money to show up in the best shape of his life. And I know rounds his shape, but that's not what I'm sure the Giants were hoping he looked like when he came out of COVID quarantine. And Sandoval is, has always been a big dude. Like, and always, I think, obese. You know, uh, Sandoval's always been obese, but could move somehow. You know, but you you got to wonder, like, a man with his talent, you know, who's been able to stick around the major leagues a long time, you know, that if he had just to lay lay off the freaking you know pie after dessert like just <laughs> something just like cut the cut the cut the crap dude. only one buffet trip to the after yeah. game buffet i mean you know and you know we all know how it is you put on 5 10 pounds a year doesn't seem like much at a time but you know once you reach his age you're 100 pounds overweight 
And that man is at least 80 pounds overweight right now. John that's Pink a lot. Is, John Pincus asks, are the Red Sox still paying him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, poor right. Red well, Sox. Okay, so mine comes from uh, the Quintana News. And, uh, oh, I can't see the actual name of the person who put it, but uh, Obama's fault. So, so Quintana getting his finger cut, uh, that's Obama's fault, as everything is. And um, then Bucket Hat, Hat Monk, it's no, ba- it's no major back injury putting on pants, but it sure feels like baseball season. I'll take it. <laughs> So I, I really liked uh, the idea that that's how you know baseball's back. Speaking of Jose Quintana, this is from aisle 424. Can someone get Descalso to wash some damn dishes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he ain't doing anything good. else for the team. He might as well be doing some dishes. So Jose Quintana doesn't have to hurt his hand. So this one comes from uh, a, uh, I guess this is a Braves beat writer, uh, Grant McCauley. Uh, he wrote that hashtag Braves Nick Markakis on making his decision to opt out. I was excited. I was. Ex- this is a quote of Nick Markakis. I was excited to get back to playing just as much as everybody else. I think the biggest thing is I talked to Freddie Freeman and just hearing the way he sounded on the phone just opened my eyes. And Bass Stalker otherwise known as a Braves 277 says, hopefully he never gets another contract in baseball again. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Guess we know he ain't that guy. So that's what's going down, down there with, uh, with bass fishermen, <laughs> yeah. bass fishermen, Braves fan. And just to lighten the mood real quick, Here's Julieta uh, Zobris uh, dressed as a feather duster. So <laughs> I really enjoyed. Or is or is she a uh, a badminton dart? No, no, I, or a birdie. birdie. I, Danny, I think you're right. I think she's a feather duster because she's definitely got something up her ass. All righty, <laughs> our good friends at Nisei Lounge said, "Welcome to Nisei Lounge. This is how it's going to work." Hashtag Chicago drink safe. And they did a cute little video kind of showing how when you go there, they're going to take your temperature. You got to have a mask, all this stuff. And so J dog 77 says, this is not how it's going to work. No, thanks. Cheaper to drink at home. And I am 99.99% sure I can get and make the same, if not better food. Nope. <laughs> and um, on that reply here, Night Train Vec, Vec as in Rec writes, Nisei's food is to die for. Cold day in hell before you can cook a better than them. I usually get the Malor sandwich. <laughs> for those of you not aware, Nisei doesn't have a kitchen. They don't have food. So whoever freaking J-Dog is a dumbass. Is a, is a dipshit, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, this one comes from the Brewers. Uh Brent Suter, who will be facing numerous times this year, most likely, uh, it tweets out, we are wearing our masks at Miller Park to keep each other and the community safe. Please do the same. And uh, CJ, or at Syracuse Bills, points out, dude, not even everyone in this picture is wearing, uh, has a mask <laughs> on. And it's true. Like, there's a player right behind Brent Suter. You could see his eye not wearing a mask. There's a couple people that are wearing masks, but either way, Brent, uh, you know, maybe you should check out. 
my, what's going on in your picture. My last TFC is dedicated to Michael Cotton here. Tom Hardicourt, who is the Brewers beat writer, writes, shortened season, Universal DH has Ryan Braun rethinking his possible retirement plans. So Ryan Braun is now thinking if there's going to be a DH, he may try to extend his career longer. And full sure. count Tommy wrote, the first good anti-DH argument I've seen. Yeah, no doubt. Man, it yeah. would suck if he if he stuck around. But I mean, I, I don't even know what what's Braun's contract. It's like another year or so. It's like till infinity. It was like a super ridiculous contract. No, I I think he's up after twenty one. I that is for some reason I feel like twenty one is the last year of his contract. Well, there's no way to find out. So no, nope, really that's an ass that. Total ass that. I took a poll on Twitter. And I, I I asked the worst worst 2020 MLB champ question mark, and uh, we had 123 votes, and uh, the worst MLB champ for this year, uh, more people voted for the Astros than COVID 19. 61 percent chose Astros over COVID 19, and you guys do know that if COVID 19 wins the World Series, we all lose. Yes. Just so you know, that's what that means. I just and, want everybody to also be thinking about make plans for 2021. Do not forget, we're still booing those assholes. And speaking like, of don't, 20, don't, don't let it go. Speaking of 2021, Ryan Braun will get paid 15 million in 2021. All right. So that's still happening. Well, Crawley's not though. Yeah, Crawley's frozen. Yeah, everybody's ha- <laughs> Ryan Braun's happening, and Crawley's on steroids. But he becomes an unrestricted free agent. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me. I'm going to put out another TFC while we're waiting for uh, Crawley to come back. Scooter Jeanette tweeted out. Uh, he's actually retweeting uh, President Donald Trump. Uh. He said. Uh, What's and, the, and Trump had tweeted something about the statues getting torn down. Scooter Jeanette had to weigh in on that. He said, what's wrong with people? Why waste time and effort trying to change the past? We learn from the past and can only change the future. Come on, you crazies. Go find a job or a garbage bag and clean up our streets. Not destroy them. Just a thought. Then he has some weird cloud emoji. Like scooter, yeah. who the fuck? What the fuck, scooter? Yeah, we are learning from those statues. What we learned is we should have tore the fuckers down a long time ago. <laughs> never should have and been now built. we're just fucking doing it. Jesus Christ, <laughs> we are learning, you asshole. Yeah, we learned, and then we learned a little something about scooter too, didn't we? Oh yeah, we did. So well, uh, any 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 white dude, well. Any, any, any anybody in general, but Scooter is like that fucking rich ass, like Southern plantation racist son's name. Also, my hamster as a child, Scooter. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that on there. Uh, I thought that was funny. So, uh, did, I, I have more. Carly, do you have any more? I don't want to. I'm back done. I'm done here. All right, I got. I think I got two more. Three more. Okay, um, so this is about uh, players sitting out this season, uh, opting out. Uh, Average Joe or Joe May in a bunch of numbers says, cowards, 
Remember when baseball players lost three seasons of their career to fight in wars? Yeah, they don't make them like that anymore. And Ralph Carhart says, I don't recall Ted Williams dragging his family with him to Korea. (laughs) (laughs) I I enjoyed that. Um, So this is a good one. I I feel bad for Sam Bernero because I bet she's a wonderful woman. But she says, there's pictures of uh, you, Darvish, Chris Bryant, and David Ross all wearing masks heading into Wrigley Field. Um, And Sam Bernero says, be smart like at Cubs players are wear a mask, but unfortunately wear is spelled W-H-E-R-E and capitalized. Uh, picks I took of our smart cubbies arriving at Wrigley Fields uh, seven, on 7-3, uh, otherwise known as July 3rd, in their masks. So, yeah, just check your wares and wares uh, before you start tagging people. And this is um, the last one I have, and we're going to end with uh, good old Governor Pete Ricketts out for dinner with his family the other night. He tweeted out, from uh, Butterfish, which is a fine Omaha establishment where they're now open for business. Come on in and <laughs> get the COVID special. Uh, Pete Ricketts writes, great night out with the family. Thank you to the team at Butterfish for great food and service. Hashtag get Nebraska growing. It's a very nice thing to say about a restaurant that he enjoys. But as you can see in the picture, the family has just gotten their water and still has their menu. So it really, what they did not have a great food and service yet at all. They've just been given menus. So nice try, Pete, with uh, tweeting. But uh, you're not a very smart man. No. And you're slightly evil. Oh, I like this. Artie Boucher writes in, Scooter is the male Karen. <laughs> I think you might be onto something there, Artie. I think that might be right. Um, so there's our show that schedule was stupid. I think, you know, uh, you know, they should have done it way differently. Yeah. Yeah. I would have done it way differently. We didn't even get to the, into the fact that it's all, it's all night games, you know, Fridays and Saturday night games. First time Uh, in history that there will not be a Friday day game at Wrigley, according to Cubs historian, Ed Hardig. Yeah. I'm really surprised they didn't still bake in a, an off day right after the first game. I thought for sure we were getting that fucking second day off day. I'm surprised the season didn't start on a Monday, you know, <laughs> right. just like where I can't watch it or something like that. Well, I still can't watch it. Cause I, I, uh, well, uh, cause I'm blacked out. I think. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't watch, I can't watch Cubs anymore because I moved a thousand miles closer to them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I honestly, up and moved closer. And it's all because, Rob Manford hates baseball. Yeah, it, it truly is because Rob Manford hates baseball. So let's spagog and we'll play that song. It's the new uh, track off the Bleacher Bum Band album. Uh, we're going to have more uh, tracks for you soon. It's really uh, going to try to anthem for 2020, Danny. I, I mean, I don't think we can sell this enough. The anthem for the 2020 season is Rob Manfred hates baseball. I hope someday we can get a bunch of people together, you know, properly spaced out, just singing this at the tops of their lungs at a game, (laughs) you know, 
I'm I'm for it. I'm I well once singing doesn't spread COVID, I'm I'm all on board. The new seventh <laughs> inning stretch is Rob Manfred hates baseball. Well, <laughs> hopefully uh Rob Manfred will just not be in our conversation someday. But uh yeah, let's play the song. Let's spagog out of here. Uh thanks for watching, everybody. As always, uh, you can uh listen to the podcast form of this show if you subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sunranto. I'll put that in the banners while the song plays. And uh hey, thanks for watching us. Thanks for listening. Uh we, we got a baseball season planned, boys, even though it's totally misguided and stupid. <laughs> We're going to get it in. Spagog. <laughs> That's what she said. Spagog. Spagog. Rob Manfred likes opening days in winter. Likes baseball games that don't go on too long. Rob Manfred likes more offense from the hitter. Likes juicing up the ball. The ball dragging forward stitches And half the teams making the playoffs Rob Manfred likes pitchers who face three batters And not paying minor leaguers at all Like the catch don't block the plate But one thing Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball Houston Astros cheat. He likes how ticket prices keep the fans out. And Xing teams out of the minor leagues. Rob Manfred's gonna bring us world out of fires. To tell CB Buckner that he's been wrong. He likes putting money in the bank. But one thing Manfred hates. Rob Manfred hates baseball. Let's punch it in the face. Rob Manfred hates baseball. He's one guy to thank. Rob Manfred. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 